Bandwagon Nerds is taped in front of a live studio audience. Thank you. Hello again, fellow basement dwellers. This is your good friend, Patrick O'Dowd, welcoming you in to the July 5th edition of Bandwagon Nerds. Hope everybody had a lovely holiday, and if you're like me, you have the day off today as well. Get that extra day. Enjoy that extended weekend. Sleep in. Hope everybody had great barbecues. Maybe saw some fireworks, unless you live out west. I Please don't. I, I hope too many people didn't set california on fire dave i hope california is not in fire on fire i mean we're recording this on the fourth so i don't know yet but uh, i'm nervous for like oregon california everywhere people are stupid out here man it's like yes last night we're yeah we're recording this on the fourth you would have thought last night was the fourth of july it was ridiculous there was like my my friends work it out outside of town like more out in the oil fields because they surround the town and i mean it was ridiculous man I, I it's just it's it's california so that's true well and here's the thing the gulf of mexico is on fire but we're not going to talk about our problems in the environment like the earth is burning itself up and we're contributing because we're dumbasses. but we're going to talk some bandwagon nerd stuff and of course this is bandwagon nerds on the chair shot radio network a part of the chairshot.com the best website on the planet we have a full bandwagon today of course you just heard the lawyer david ongar we have also got back for a second straight episode after hiatus the reverend ray cash welcome back ray how are you thank you sir i'm doing real good you'd be proud of me flash gordon came on tv today did, did you watch it no, because I caught it in the last 30 minutes, so I'm going to be watching. Suck anyway. But I, but I know so, it's coming back on, so I'm going to catch it. Right. And congratulations to your Phoenix Suns. We got a little rivalry on the bandwagon because we also have Mr. PC Tunney, the live studio audience, the Bucks fans. We got jerseys representing. No fighting, fellas, today. This is a nerd. Nerddom is all about bringing people together. And so that's where, oh, and Tunney's already walked out. Of course, I said this was a chock full bandwagon. We also have a special guest this week, uh, a semi regular on the show at this point. Usually, though, this guy is on when I'm not on. So this is I'm very excited to welcome in Mr. Velvet Pipes himself, the voice of the Chair Shot Radio Network, Christopher Platt. How you doing, man? 
Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen and fellow nerds. Patrick, thanks for having me on, man. I always have a ball when I'm on this show, and we are recording on July 4th, so happy birthday, America. America. All right. You and had to go there, didn't you, Chris? I, I did, Dave. I couldn't help myself, man. You you know. <laughs> so I last week on this program, when Ray made his triumphant return to the bandwagon, he shared coming into that episode that he was a little nervous about coming on to the show. I'm a little nervous about today's show for a couple of different reasons. One, Christopher Platt's on the show and I always have trouble keeping Christopher Platt on lockdown a little bit. Like he gets, he gets a little crazy and I get a little uncomfortable. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, you know, I, a competent radio black man on my show. I feel threatened. Uh, no, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a puppy dog, Patrick. What are you talking about? My my bite, my bark is way worse than my bite. I am a puppy I'm glad, dog. I, I'm glad yeah. I have Tony on this show so that he can yell at you when I get scared. <laughs> you're, uh, you're, <laughs> Sunday's my day off, brother. Sorry. Oh uh, no, no, don't do that to me. Don't do that. You say you're a you say you're a puppy dog, but that's what every pit bull and Rottweiler owner says about their own dog. So I don't know. Y'all know. Pat, my, not I so tell, much, but listen, the th you other three I, yahoos, y'all know, man. I'm I a teddy people, bear. I tell people, watch out. He bites hard. So I, I, I will say, full disclosure. That's what Amber said. No, listener. I, oh, I, ew. Listen, I asked for this. I asked <laughs> Mr. Platt to join the show. And here's the other reason why I'm nervous today. And, it, and I know Tony's already uncomfortable because I couldn't help him with his Saturday evening routine. We're flying without a rundown today. Because I wanted to surprise you all, we're going to have some fun for about two-thirds of the show playing a little game. And I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm nervous. I'm going to share right now. You're going to be frustrated with me because I didn't tell you what we were doing in advance. And you're all going to be like, I couldn't prep for this. But I'm okay with it. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. First third of the show, of course, we will continue our coverage of WandaVision. And we're going to dive right into it. WandaVision? So we're, we're <laughs> shit, shit, Loki. Retro Loki, episode okay. of Bandwagon Nerds here today. See, when you don't have a rundown, Pat, it all falls hey, apart. I, I, I'm the one that's been to the bar already today. Come on, Patrick. Yeah, I, I was like, happy, I got happy President's Day, everybody. Happy President's Day. <laughs> yes, Loki. Loki, not WandaVision. I mean, there's magic involved, like, I guess we count that. But anyway, I'm going to hit the music. And then we're gonna we're gonna dive into a kind of surreal fourth episode. All right, gentlemen, watching this episode, I'm gonna be honest. A ton of stuff happened, and yet I took away two things out of this. Like there are two like moments that I remember from from this episode that just keep searing in my brain. One is the mid credit scene, which we'll talk at the at the very end. And whoop to do, Basil, what does it all mean? Uh, and then the other that look that Loki is giving Sylvie, like like that look, you know that like the bedroom look, the come hither look. I was titillated. I was confused. I was a little turned away. I felt like I was on, um, you know, xvideos.com with one of those like brothers, sister channels that people 
don't admit that they look at, but somebody looks at you. You know, there's not a channel unless people are looking for that stuff, you weirdos. Um, so those were the two things that, that really stood out. And then, you know, the TVA kind of blowing up big things. So, Tony, you okay over there, buddy? Wow, you're checking your, wow, you're checking, wow. checking your ex wow, videos. Wow, 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 chicka, wow, 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 wow. That's right. See, just for the record, by the way, because I heard y'all while I was on vacation saying that, you know, I, I don't approve of these sorts of things. I'm just saying, like, you know, you talked about Battlingus and you thought I, w- I was like above such things. I'm not above such things. Like, depravity does exist. So, but that's that's neither here there nor there. Dave, you talk the most out of this group. So, I love you. Lawyer up. Reactions to episode four of Loki. Yeah, lawyer up, bitch. Yeah, uh, I guess I'll start off with, so the TVA was just all bullshit. I, I mean, that that's one place that I want to start out with, that uh, the timekeepers are nothing more than robots. No one knows, is the TVA real, or is it some something completely different? That question was left largely unanswered. Um, <laughs> what does pruning actually mean? Where do they send you when you're pruned? That's the mid-credit issue that we're going to talk about but yeah i i thought it, it was a cool episode from the standpoint of of mobius coming to the realization that not everything is as it seems and loki kind of telling him that you're being lied to and the fact that mobius sees something enough in loki to actually research this further to the point that he steals who what is it rowana rowana is that her name the, the Ravana, I, I believe. Ravana. Yeah, I he think steals steals her temp pad, so he can actually see what happened with uh, Hunter C twenty, and uh, what? Ravana. My wife says Ravana. So he sees what happens with Hunter C twenty, and you get some information that confirms what Loki's saying. So, yeah, I mean, certainly as far as the Loki Sylvie angle of things, there's a lot of uh, something <laughs> going on there. I don't know if it's affection. You know, with Loki, you can't tell what's real and what's not, which is one of the great things about him. Are those genuine feelings that he has for her? Uh, it certainly seemed that way. But yeah, there's a lot going on as far as, as pushing the story forward that I that I, I, I like the episode, not the easiest one to follow. But yeah, a lot of a lot of important things happen. I mean, you've got what? Two episodes left to resolve all this shit. Two episodes left. That is indeed true. Ray, what about you? So to kind of just run through things before we break them down individually, how ironic and how perfect and how apropos is it that Loki fell in love with himself? Is that not perfect? Fell in love with himself. Hell yeah. You, that you, is, literally, you literally stole what I was going to say. That, that yeah, you. of course he would. Hey. Yeah, well, of you, course you know, he would, this, right? This isn't new. This isn't new. Uh <laughs> I think that's hilarious, and um, that love is, and there's definitely uh, definitely some type of love between the two of them, whether it's platonic or emotional or anything, because it caused that spike in the timeline that they'd never seen before. Yes, right? it did. So that's a big that's a big deal that I'm sure we'll come back to. Second thing is clearly pruning isn't pruning. Clearly pruning is putting you in a dystopian timeline more later. Um, and this is the part of the show, drink, where I piss off Patrick by saying, you know what this means, right? The TVA ain't real. You know what this means, right? Not Mephisto. It's our other favorite person. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. 
I'm not mad at you. This is now I can't we can't speak definitively because Marvel will always throw a curveball at you, but everything is leading up to this being Kang. Not just because he's the one guy we know villain wise who historically is completely revolving around time. Not just because we know he's coming in Ant Man and the in the Wasp Quantumania, but because Ravonda was his wife in the comics. Oh yeah, totally. I I'm with you a thousand percent, man. You all know my affinity for Kang the Conqueror. Like yeah. I have been touting Kang from the get go. Why why do you think I'd be mad at you about that? This like the Mephisto thing. Like just yeah. just makes no goddamn sense. Like I just think it's funny that everybody's so desperate for this like C level villain that <laughs> that they it's keep. Crazy. You think that off. Mephisto is C level, but you think Kang is A level. They've both fought and. Not beat, but put it to the Avengers. Both of them have. I mean, okay. Not a show without a Kang. I, uh, um, I mean, I we, think we Kang's, can get more into it. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah, Kang, Kang's an A level. I don't know if Miss Fisto's C. Yeah, they, but. Thank you, thank you, uh, Christopher Platt. Your thoughts on the episode, other than the thunder that Ray has stolen from you? Before I go to Tony last, I can steal yeah. more if you want. You want me to steal some more? <laughs> no, I mean, oh, yeah, that's. Uh, I, came to- okay. I wear that shit like a badge of honor now. You don't understand. Like, I love that. You play it all day. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, this was an interesting episode. I feel like a lot happened, but ultimately nothing really happened. I think it was a table setter for where we're going these next two episodes. And, frankly, I, I think we are setting up for Kang and... It's not looking good for the Avengers right now. Who we got left? I mean, Tony Stark, gone. Steve Rogers, gone. T'Challa, gone. Black Widow, gone. We got a bunch of substitute teachers. We got a teenager from Queens and Captain Marvel who shows up sporadically with 86 different haircuts every Avengers movie. Who else we got to fight this threat? They they got some people still around, but it's not the A-team. Like Doctor no. Strange still around, Smart no. Hulk with one with one arm is still around. They got some people, but that's what the next now we what, what's Monica Rambo? What's her Spectrum is here now, right? Yeah, um, there's this guy named we got, Thor who's still around. Just just saying, he's in, but they're but they're in they're in space. <laughs> this they're is like space. the 2000 Olympic basketball team. Like 92 uh, was great. 96 oh, low key might have been better oh. than 92, but then we got 2000. And it's like, right, yeah, they're still going to win. And Michael but- <laughs> <laughs> well, To quote future Hall of Fame quarterback Aaron Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We will have a very strong Avenger team. This The, the whole thing with the MCU, and, and you've hit on it, Platt, the first few movies have really been about now what do I do? Like, you look at Spider-Man Far From Home, right? Like, that whole movie is is Peter Parker wrestling with the burden of there being no Tony Stark in his life. And what does that mean for him? And the big thing that I, I've really appreciated away, the way this MCU approach has been, they're, they're had, they're, they are asking the question, well, now what? Because that's the question. And the great thing about this and what's really exciting is we're going to start to see our heroes emerge. And that's that's what this this is foundational work. You got to understand phase one of Marvel was 20 or the the first set was 21 movies, guys. 
we're on like two. <laughs> like you got you got you got Ray being like, give me what I want over Black Widow. And and that's like movie number one. We got probably another 20 movies to go. Tony, your reaction to this episode, and then we'll do a couple of deep dives on some specifics. On a side note, I just got to say we're recording right now during the women's Nathan's hot dog eating competition, and the seven-time reigning defending champion is not competing because she's pregnant. So the number for the winner may go down this year. That sounds like an unfair advantage. Joy, they no, she was not competing. She's not competing. Joey Chestnut has eaten 1,013 hot dogs and buns in his hot dog eating career, so there's that as well. So he'll be he'll be he'll be doing this shortly. The one thing I want to go ahead, Dave. Go ahead, I Dave. Say, I'm, do, I'm doing Nathan's some hot Nathan's hot dogs today. Just just so you know, Tony. Okay, for, yes. I love it. It wouldn't be America without some Nathan's hot dogs. Tony, your so, thoughts on the episode, though? I, you guys, you guys covered everything wonderfully and and that's the great part of this show that we do hit it from all aspects right one thing that kind of stuck in my mind as we go into the end credit scene and talk about that here in a bit was the show is about the loki's and they pretty much give it away in the opening of the show if you're smart enough to think about it because they give you all these different fonts and versions of loki and so I just kind of connected those two and, and really enjoyed that connection there. So we'll see what happens. We'll see who's behind it all. I, I think there is a TVA. Someone is behind it. And that's just kind of the, the show that they put on for now. So everything else you guys pretty much covered. I'm sad and happy that we're getting to the end of it and that we're getting to the end of it. I mean, we did it all for the Loki. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Where, I need you. the rim shot from DP. That was That was... <laughs> Where's, where's, Fred, where's Fred Durst at? Somebody get Fred on the show, please. <laughs> Him and his Limp Biscuit. There, oh, wow. There clearly is a TVA because Ravonna was A23 at one point when she got Sil- baby Sylvie. So the TVA exists. It's just the timekeepers aren't real. So that's what I think. TV, right. TVA clearly, clearly existed. So let's dive into the TVA because that's that's what the, uh, the, there's there's three big things. The TVA was the 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 facade was pulled back right we got the, the we see the timekeepers are, are robots they're fakes somebody else is pulling the strings we still don't know who that mysterious person is um but what it does to me is it shows that variants aren't about keeping a perfect timeline that doesn't destroy reality it's about the timeline that one singular character wants to maintain because of where it leads for them. And that, you talked about Ray Kang the Conqueror. That is Kang to a T. He goes back in time to take out the Avengers because the Avengers are the thing that can fuck up his supremacy 3,000 years later. That, 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 I, it's, to me, if it's, if it's not Kang, I, I have no idea who it could be that would be behind behind it. So I have I have one other option, and I, if this is this is shot no this is shot in the dark, very 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 small chance. But what if it's the Watchers? No, the Watchers don't interfere. That is well, that is straight the up. Watcher, the Watchers don't the interfere. Watch, you're, you're the Watchers is the only exception. Right, but he just hear me out. Just 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 give me thirty seconds. You're absolutely factually correct. However, 
through the guise of the TVA, they could be saying we're not interfering because people are doing their their dirt for them. And what if this leads into what if, which is next? And what, what if, if it isn't just it, some some compilation you, thing? You, it actually you, is. What if it's the Eternals? I came to K. I came to K. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't buy that at all. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't either. I think you it's Kang, but I'm saying I think it's... Receipts, um, I will I will take it. If you can Venmo me my money back on, on that argument. I, I'm not I'm not having that one. Dave, back me up on this one. Come on. You know I'm right. If it's not Kang, I mean, I, I don't know. Look, thinking back to Marvel Comics as to characters that are integral with time travel, the only ones that really jump out are Ultron and Apocalypse. And those are highly unlikely, I mean, very highly unlikely to be involved in this. Um, so, yeah, if it's not Kang, you, I don't know. <laughs> I really, I have nothing. It's, it's got, it's, it's Kang or nothing at this point. I, I can't imagine. Fucking Apocalypse showed up at the end of this series, oh, though. Would that'd be, I would love that. People it. would shit their pants. I would love You're not that. getting Mephisto, bitches. You're getting Apocalypse and the X-Men. And that's how we I, go in. Right. I, I, I would love he that. Other first, than... He, Go ahead. I was gonna say he is the first mutant. I mean, other than the Joker, Apocalypse is probably my favorite comic book villain of all time. So yeah, I would I would wet my pants and and cream them simultaneously if that and was the reveal. It, I, obviously, I don't think so, but that would be great. And wouldn't it be so MCU for like the first X Men to show up to be like fucking Bishop <laughs> <laughs> or Forge? And I love who, Forge, by the way. I love Forge as, as who, an expert. Who, who plays Bishop? Who's a good nobody, Bishop? Because I'm thinking had. Jason Momoa, but obviously it's got to be a brother. Bishop, Bishop has it. Did he even show Booker up in King. any of the shitty X-Men movies? He no, was in Days of Future Past. He was in Days of Future Past. Who played him? I don't remember. An uh, African guy. Mm. But he's a good that's, actor. That's real specific a, there, Ray. Just because <laughs> just there's two of you on this show doesn't mean you can be vague about your brethren. You know, I'm just I mean, we got the quota. Hey, Pat. We've got the quota. Pat. Two of them are on the show there. It's official. Y'all just supposed to know. OK, <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, this is. Yes. Let's not let's One not go down this rabbit hole. Oh, oh, no, let's side. black it up. Fuck it. We got. Yeah, we, we got two down. Let's black it up. <laughs> Loki falls in love with himself, with Sylvie. Is Loki going to get played? Tony. No. No? Yes. <laughs> uh, can he get played? I don't, I don't think he can. I think at the end of this, oh, we're going to find out that every... No, I think at the end of this whole six, the, ne the next two, we're going to find out that pretty much everything has been going the way Loki has been wanting it to go the entire time. That's how I feel about it. Um, I obviously him falling in love with and, and being, you know, if they would have kissed and then got saved, it would have been a whole different story. Right. So a, right. two Lokis falling in love and maybe, maybe if two Lokis fell in love, they would actually fight together on something and not be half in half out on their own side. So maybe that's what caused the problem at, two Lokis together for one purpose would be way too strong for whoever's timeline we're protecting here. Platt, what do you think? Nothing. Nobody like that. Everybody's like, I'm not following that shit. No, it's, it, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Loki. He's, he's the coyote. He's the Washington generals. He's destined to lose. 
Now, is he getting played? I don't know. But ultimately, this shit ain't going to work out well for him because it never does. It's true. I have a question for you guys, though. My my question is, how do we get to this whole vote for Loki thing that we've seen in numerous places? I mean, you figure that's got to come up in the next two episodes. You're going on another branch and Ray was going to respond to Platt. So I want you to hold that. Ray, go ahead. Well, I just want to give a different perspective because, I mean, yes, Loki is a perpetual loser. That's kind of part of the rhetoric of the show. But the other part of the rhetoric of the show about his identity is that he he can be who he wants to be. He's just chosen to be what he thought he had to be in a way. Right. Mobius has said it to him multiple times. But that little that three minute scene with him and Sif when he's in the time loop. Right. (laughs) That's that's the one time where he's been forced to have to deal with himself and couldn't get out of it. Only time it's ever happened. He's always been able to talk himself out of it. And that's when you so that and the beginning of the show when he's are the two times where he's forced with his own demise in a way. Right. And you see he chooses to be different in those moments. Now, he's always Loki. The nature for Loki is always going to look out for their own interests first. That's just the nature of, of the being. But I feel like this Loki and Sylvie and I'll, I'll speak to that later if you want me to. But this Loki is starting to see. Man, maybe I don't got to be this this much of a dick. Like, maybe this ain't really what I need to be doing. So that's why he was able to befriend Mobius. Well, maybe maybe you can take the word of a friend, right? And you see the fight afterwards. So when you ask me, is he being played? I don't think he's being played because these two particular Lokis are among, have gone through among some of the most unique situations that have led them to this point. Sylvie was stolen when she was like a a child. She wasn't even 10 years old yet or whatever age it is in Asgardian, right? So she's never had a life. So these are unique Lokis that have gone through a unique set of circumstances that will allow them to not do the typical Loki thing. So I don't think, no. I don't think there's any playing in these two. Maybe there is with the Council of Lokis. That's another conversation. Right. That that's a Wait, interesting point. I, I apologize, Patrick, but because no, that's that's literally his brother Thor's story arc throughout mm-hmm. the the phase whatever of the MCU. That's literally his story arc. So that's a that's an interesting point that you brought up. We're we're also not going to bring up the possibility that we might have saw a Black Thor at the end oh, of no, that, that episode. Possibility, homie. That is, <laughs> both, <laughs> Thor is black. Yes, and there's both, a Cayman. There's a Cayman Loki. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. All right. There, there, so, there's a Loki. So now I'm going to go back to Dave because this is where I think it connects to Dave's point in question about the vote for Loki thing. So, Dave, pull that pull that back out now. Let's get back to it. Well, first, I want to shout out to Ray for mentioning something we just didn't, we just kind of glossed over it was the return of Sif, albeit very brief. But that was great to see her back uh, because I know there's a ton of people who were always pissed off that they went with the Thor Jane Foster thing and not the Thor Sif thing, which is what happened in the comics. But yeah, that that was really cool to see her back. Um, I'll be at a very limited role. But yeah, I'm curious where what you guys think about, you know, how do we get what is this vote for Loki thing? Um, you know, how does that all come into play? You're talking about the Council of Lokis or whatever the hell is going on in the mid credit scene. So, Ray, I'll turn it to you, you know, and see what you think. How do we get to that point? So it looks like to me, just from what I can surmise, is that 
every person that's been pruned from the timeline gets sent to this dystopian timeline in North, in uh, New York, where maybe the Chitauri won or something. And that's where we see the Council of Lokis. I'm imagining Hunter B-15 is there. I'm imagining, um, or I'm imagining that Mobius is there. All the people that have been pruned, right? I feel like that's where Loki is going to uh, do the vote for Loki thing because they clearly have a, they're still a society. It's just it's some form of dystopian society. So I'm thinking that's where we see that come. That Loki finds a way to grow to get into power. Maybe to find a way to get back to the timekeepers. Maybe to bring everybody together to go after the TVA. Or maybe just for his own gain. Because Loki does what Loki does. But it's, I feel like it's somewhere in that dystopian New York is where that happens. And probably next episode. Tony, what do you think, man? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't wait to find out. But I I don't know. I I am I am almost past like just trying to figure it out considering the way we've gone for these last three different series. Um it's almost better like to be a wrestling fan and just go, Oh well, you know, I'm probably not gonna get what I want, so let's just sit back and wait just, and see what just happens. Let it marinate. So, let it I think marinate. I think what they've done has been amazing though so far. I'll I'll bring it back to that kind of point of the overall story they're telling and the different things they're introducing, especially with all three of these series. Like everything we got moving forward, I expect if you fucking have a plethora of callbacks on everything moving forward, considering everything kind of is just, they're doing a great job of letting you think that it's all going to get connected somehow. Excellent. And I think that's a good place to leave off this conversation today as we've got two episodes to go real quick around the table. We're, we're over halfway through our third MCU series, best MCU MCU series yet. Yes or no. Start with Dave. Oh man, I would say a solid maybe. <laughs> I I don't know, Pat. Yeah, to be honest, with, to be honest to, with you, I don't. Ready, I don't they Dash, are, take a stand. All right, I I would say no. Right. I if I if I would had if I had to say I'd say no. I still like Falcon and Winter Soldier best. Okay, I, I'm with you. Falcon and the Winter Soldier touched me in a way that many shows don't touch me, and was structured in a way that I, many structures shows aren't structured. And WandaVision is still a better show, I think, because it's the most out there show you've ever seen. Loki is great, but I think it's still coming in the rear. Maybe these two episodes will change that. Mr. Platt. I, I would say no, even though I love the character of Loki and getting to spend some more time with him has been cool, but I would probably go WandaVision as well. Tony? I think there's time for it to surpass WandaVision. I know it's hard to really beat the YMCA, you know, uh, shield throwing scene in the backyard with the mats and everything from that, you know, but yeah, Ray, you, you get it. Uh, but I think WandaVision, and they're all really good, though. They're all, like, A- minus or better. So don't, like, jump on me for saying that I, you know, think Falcon and Winter Soldier is in third place. So I'm a man on an island here because I think this is the best show that they've put out so far. And, and I really dig WandaVision. And, and probably because I love this sort of storytelling, like timelines, alternate realities, alternate dimensions – one of my favorite television shows of all time is Quantum Leap. Oh, uh, speaking of favorite television shows, her name is pronounced Sarah Chalk. The E is silent. And fuck you, Tony, for hating Scrubs. Anyway. Pop. There you go. A little callback. Make sure you listen to the hey, DW. Can, 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 yeah, can I just say something back? Yeah. 
Thanks for listening. Of course. <laughs> I love you guys. Hopefully Christopher Platt gets some wasabi um, the next time he orders his, his sushi. <laughs> but anyway, I, I'm thoroughly excited to see where this goes. I, and I will say that there are a lot of reasons why this is probably my favorite MCU series so far. The, 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 the concept of time and dimension and travel and all that stuff being a part of it. The, the prospect of one of my all-time favorite villains being revealed as the big bad is thoroughly exciting to me. And so that's why by my own biases, it's my, it's my favorite MCU series that we've got so far. That's going to do it for our episode four review of Loki. When we come back, I'm going to surprise the guys with a fun little game. I hope they enjoy it. You're listening to bandwagon nerds on the chair shot radio network a part of the chair shot.com paid for by the following hey folks pc tony here thanks to our new partnership with angry lemonade you can save 10 percent on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code ChairShot. head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services use the promo code ChairShot to save 10 percent that's angrylemonade.net <laughs> Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. So as I was saying... Every time we have Christopher Platt on the show, I got to rein him in. This is my motherfucking show, man. Let me run my commercial breaks the way I see fit. You can have your prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot commercial when we get to the second commercial break because we do two. I thought you would appreciate Scott Bakula as Kang. You just talked about how you were a huge Quantum Leap fan. I thought I was doing you a favor, goddammit. Yeah, no, no, no. There is a, there is, this isn't Nom. There are rules. It's part of his gimmick, Patrick. He that's what he does. The best of segues. The best Am I of the only one here who gives a shit about the rules? Yeah, God, damn it, damn God. Yes. My and still my and nerve review to write, by the way. And Dave, of- you're you're the only one here that gets paid to bend the rules to your whim. So that's ironic. Is that what we call it? Okay, I got to remember that. So convincing others that your bullshit is the better only, bullshit. That's, only that's, only that's true. It. Fact manipulation. Yes, thank you. All right, fellas. So, what you do for a living, sir. That's why you're my consigliere. <laughs> Leave the gun. Take and, the cannoli. Maybe you may you may need your lawyer today to na- navigate and negotiate some rules. I told you guys I got a little surprise for you. Uh, I want to play a game today. It's we're it's Fourth of July. Uh, looking at just. This week is always kind of a lesser news week in the world of the Nerdosphere. Didn't really see a ton that I was excited to talk about. Not even a lot of trailers. So I got to look at through some of our old bandwagon nerds chats and things that we've talked about wanting to do uh, with the show. And so I want to see if you guys can guess 
what we're going to do by just starting this conversation topic before we go into our little game. We've been talking about the Avengers. We've talked about the Justice League. We've been talking about teams. And so for this group, what makes a great superhero team? What do you need to have a successful superhero team? And I'm going to start with Ray Cash. One thing you need to have a great superhero team. I know what we're doing. Diversity. Diversity. What do you mean by that? Everybody can't be the same person. Everybody can't do the same things. So a a variety of powers and skills and whatnot. Platt, what about you? What do you think is important to a good superhero team? You need a solid leader that can rein in in all these wild-ass personalities and get them to function as a team. Excellent. Tony? Sounds a lot like Chair Shot Radio Network. Anyway, uh, yes, I agree with Platt. You need a really good leader. Dave, what about you? I mean, I agree with everything that uh, Chris, Ray, and Tony have said. I, I think I would add on you do need somebody who can act as, you know, to use like squad-based tactics, uh, t- verbiage. Um, you, need a, you need a tank out there. You need that super strong, muscle. super You need the muscle, Superman, Hulk. Luke Cage, something like that, uh, to really be the anchor of that team. Because without that, you just get overrun. And I'm going to take it one step further on the other end of that spectrum. Every team I have needs to have, or that I that I've always found to be effective, needs to have that guy who kind of brings the levity to the group and is the one that kind of feels like they don't belong as part of the group, but they totally belong as part of the team. Excellent answers, gentlemen. And now I would like to welcome you to the first ever Bandwagon yep. Nerds yep. Superhero yep. Team Draft. Yep. I knew it. Hey. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Superhero team. I'll take Howard the Duck. <laughs> DC superhero Howard the Duck is going to be <laughs> first pick. Uh, he's not. He's not. He's not. So he's not. He's a good secret weapon. Right. So this is something that we've been talking about on the show for a while now. We've done all of these top tens, these definitive lists. And one of the things that we've talked about we thought would be fun would be drafting our own superhero teams. And so I thought today, recording on the 4th of July with no real news, I'm sorry you guys don't get to prep for this. And get to work out like draft boards. I know, Ray, you probably would have had like a list of like 7,000 people. Um but we're going to draft a superhero team. I'm going to randomly, um, I'm going to put all of us one through five into a, a on random.org. Um, I've already assigned you all a number just for for the record, just so you know. I put myself at number one, Dave two, Tony three, Ray four, Platt five. I'm going to put that in. I'm going to get a. Yeah, super- that's pretty fucking random. Thanks a lot. <laughs> no, 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 dude. That's just the number that's associated with you. I'm going to put a, you're just a number ass face, and then that'll shuffle those that's five it. numbers, and you'll get your draft pick order. Ass face, okay. my number one pick. Ass face, number one pick. The DC so, hero, <laughs> ass face. Yes. <laughs> the only rules. I think he's Marvel. The rules to this. The, the rules are we'll do a rotisserie draft style one through five, just like we do when we do the list show. It can be any superhero from any comic book entity. So DC, we, Marvel, Image, doesn't matter. Snake draft, you mean? 
Yeah, Snake Drive. Sorry, oh. not Rosie Tree. Sorry, I was I confused my fantasy. I just want to make it fair for the fifth pick instead of him fifth having pick. to climb yeah. the ladder up. Yeah, it's one. one through five, five through one, one through five, five through one. These are heroes After- only, no villains. Hero, it, it is a superhero group. So if you pick a questionable character lawyer, you will have to make your stance. If the rest of the group feels that that is not a hero, they can veto the pick. Oh, oh damn. So about this. I thought about this. If you pick somebody on the edge, you got to stand up for your pick and make sure that it's clear. When it's all done, we'll all have heroes, and then we're going to have to – We, Greg DeMarco and PC Tony keep being on us to save these freaking lists and put this one – I want this one put out. I want to share – you've agreed with DeMarco. You can act all innocent, whatever. DeMarco's been on it harder than, than you have, if, if we're being fully honest. But we're going to keep these teams, track these teams. We're going to put them out there, even if we share it on chairshot.com or on our Twitter account, on the Bandwagon Nerds Twitter account. In fact, with five of us, we could do five days of superhero teams on the Twitter account just each day. This is a team. So I'm very excited about this. We're going to start with me putting in random.org. Let us see. What the sequence is. Drum roll, please. As I get sequence. All right. We have a sequence. I'm going to screen share if I can find out how to do this so that everybody knows I didn't cheat. You must have got the first pick. <laughs> I did. Mm-hmm. Sequence went number one, myself. Number two. Pick number two, Ray Cash. Pick number three, Christopher Platt, right there in the middle. Oh, yes! number four. <laughs> pick number four, Mr. David Ungar. And with the fuck fifth pick. Don't even the- fuck with my boy. P- None of y'all better be fucking with my boy. Better be falling to five, motherfuckers. So hold on. I'll give me one second to type this sequence in on the rundown. It's official. This is official. It's Patrick. Every time Patrick fucks up the order, he has to forfeit his pick. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yes. That is not how this works. Do I Man. want Barry Allen or Wally? Oh, it's gonna, <laughs> you want to start, start this fucking? We're going to be battling for about a week and a half, motherfucker. Uh, if you want to start a I'm excited. Things you want to start a basketball. Make up your own jokes. I froze. Jersey. Let's Man, go. Let's get it. Civil War. Okay, relax. Nice. Fucking Baltimore and Phoenix fan. What the fuck? All right. <laughs> so, make no Ray, sense. Flat and Tony. Okay. So, yes, I get to pick with my first pick in the first ever Bandwagon Nerds superhero team draft. Yep, One right? question. How Got many it. are we picking? Six. It's a team of six. Okay. okay. Six rounds. And with the first pick... In the Bandwagon Nerds Superhero Team Draft, in a surprise to no one, Patrick O'Dowd picks Peter Parker slash Spider-Man as his fish-out-of-water team member. Thank you very much. Spider-Man is simply stated my favorite superhero of all time. No way I could leave him off the board outside of number one. He's always the guy that when he joins a superhero team, can't believe he's actually a part of the team. He's in awe of everyone else. And with the team I have already formulated in my head because i did cheat a little bit as i decided on this i've got a i've got a quite a special team for you all i'm loving it it's going to be completely off the wall i hope you like it um 
I look he forward to stealing your picks and fucking it up. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> I, I, I don't think you shout, will. Um, shout out to Pat, though, because I'm a Spider-Man guy as well. So shout out to you, man. And, and it was tough. Uh, oh, this is the other thing is you can pick a person under the same mask. So, for example, there are multiple Spider-Mans. You could pick a different Spider-Man. Multiple Flashes, multiple Green Lanterns, etc. Ray, it is to you with your first pick in the Bandwagon Nerds. Team well, there's a certain speedster. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, come on, it's me, Batman. Give me Bruce Wayne. Need Batman a leader off the board. Need a leader, best tactician on the board. You give him prep time. He's the only person who can beat everybody in the world, and um, his, he has the best superpower of all of them. He's rich. Does Batman come with Alfred, or is that a separate pick? That's a separate pick. You that's get individual. No, no, that, not that's a package deal, man. Yeah, no, it's, no, no. Deal. I can understand Nightwing or one of those people, sure, but Batman Dave. and Alfred package deal. Dave, Dave, Alfred, in. Alfred, Alfred comes with Batman. There's Alfred. a, there's right, a ruling. All three, three to one. Alfred comes with Batman. Yep. Oh, even that. We even have the gavel. All right, Mister Platt, it is your, to you. Your first pick. In the don't draft. Fuck. We already know what Dave's first pick is. Yeah, don't fuck yeah. all this shit up. I think I am because I need a leader. I need somebody that can rally these guys in and gals as well. These, you know, bombastic personalities. But I also need somebody that has a moral compass as well. So my first pick, it, it came down to two people. there, And, and only two people. And I think I'm going to fuck Dave shit up. I, I gotta go. I gotta go, Kyle. Oh, there it is. <laughs> over the next possibly. God, I hope not. Hold on, hold on. Look at that excellent, well played, Chris from first snake of the draft. Uh, uh, Dave, reactions. How you feeling right now? You, you as a general manager, I'm sure there's some feelings. He took my guy. But I, I gotta I think it's a good pick, man. Based on my own criteria, it's a good pick. And based on my own criteria, I will respond by picking the Incredible Hulk. All oh, wow. right. The Incredible Hulk. Wow. That's a that's out the box. But Dave, you need you need the power. You needed the power. Right? You needed the, the, the muscle. He got the muscle. He, he did say he, yeah. he his one person he said he wanted on the team was the tank. So that's yeah, the biggest thing out there. See, now, my, 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 my rationale, I'm building a team here. I needed somebody again. I needed a leader. And the only options were either Superman or Steve Rogers. You could make a case for Scott Summers as well. Spoiler, like spoiler. If, if, if those two were, were done, I probably would have took Scott. But I needed a leader. I needed somebody that can galvanize the troops. Don't get there the game away, Black. Out there. <laughs> Don't get the game away. Tony still right, got a draft. Right. PC Tony, I've already written down your first pick, but why yeah. don't you yeah, talk? I can't imagine who it's going to be. We already know. Howard well, Duck. You know, I don't. I don't want to run my first. I get the next pick as well. I get the first pick in the right. second round as well. So I don't. I, I don't want to. I don't want to run my team like that. I, I've been juggling in my mind. I think Dave is going to jump on whoever I don't pick here at the end of the first round. Um, there's, it's one of two, it's a, it's a female or a male. I'm not 
Oh man, I just because of the relationship, I think I'm gonna have to for the last pick of the first round, I'm taking Iron Man, Tony Stark. All right, excellent, excellent choice. Iron Man, Tony Stark. That takes care of a genius guy who can lead face just about anything that's out there. So wonderful, wonderful first choice. Good first round. First round is Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, the Incredible Hulk, and Iron Man. Well done, gentlemen. Can I can I just can I write Barry Allen down now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the way that uh, the way that Tony Stark has a relationship with with Spider-Man, he can also have that same relationship with Flash if we kind of cross over between Marvel and DC there. In addition, you also have a great under captain underneath Tony Stark because Flash does go on to create his very own team, which is highly successful as well. So now we got the speed, we got the time travel, we got the tech, we got the money, we got the power, we got the knowledge. It's looking For good. Some- for Team Tony, it's it's excellence personified in the words of Monsoon. You've got the heart. You've got the heart of the team. Oh, you got the paragon of love. There you go, Dave. With your second pick in the bandwagon nerd superhero team draft, what do you got? I'm going to add a bit of diversity to the team, as Ray would say, oh. and I'm picking uh, Wonder Woman. And that was I was my that was my toss up, Dave, between Wonder Woman and Iron Man. But I figured Iron Man and Flash would play together like Spider Man and Iron Man. So great pick with Wonder Woman teaming with Hulk. That's a lot of beef, man. She could she could probably rein him in if necessary, which uh, you would need maybe, somebody like that. Maybe the lasso of truth can control him. Perhaps female Superman so, Dave, so with Dave. no weakness. So, Dave, is this so? Are we to understand then that you are going with like pure Rage Hulk, not Smart Hulk in this team? Oh, I don't know. I think for a team like this, maybe it'd be it'd be more of the smarter Hulk who has learned to harness his rage and and channel it. But yeah, I, I don't want I don't want a loose cannon Hulk out there with uh with this, this team. So fair enough. Outside the draft, looking in, wondering if. Black Widow will be left when Dave comes back around in the draft. Let's keep moving along. Sitting, sitting around the table with a hat, wait, or with next to her agent, Christopher Platt. Your your choice for your second pick in your superhero team. So I picked my leader because I needed somebody to ring these melon farmers in. So now I need a loose cannon, wild melon farmer that don't give two shits about whatever the fuck, whatever it is. He's down like the Browns. I got to go Wolverine. All right. Wolverine, the first X-Men off of the board. Not a surprising choice in that regard. One of the most popular X-Men ever. Terrific pick. And yeah, somebody who's going to, that'd be an interesting little uh, loss for Wolverine to take, you know, fighting Superman. Superman could rein him in, but you need a crazy melon farmer like that, man. We fighting canes sure. and, and whatever the fuck is going I, on out here in this universe. I don't universe. think adamantium we, claws are going to work against Superman. I'm just saying. No, you know. no. It's exactly. It, exactly. Well, so they'll exactly. they'll fall in line. He'll fall in line, man. We've got a hierarchy established here, right? Excellent. Wonderful, wonderful choice. Ray Cash, it is to you for your second pick in the draft. So the dynamic between Superman and Batman works perfectly because um, you have one that's super powered that is willing to listen. You have one that doesn't want to listen to anybody but can control. 
So I want to get somebody similar to Soups, um, but has an attitude closer to Batman. I'm going OP, and my second pick is Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Carol Danvers. Excellent pick. I'm actually typing and tracking these for a change. I almost never do this. Me too. <laughs> I'm, writing, I'm writing them down as well. And you've got to, and here's Same. the other thing that's really interesting. Captain Marvel can lead as well. Like, you didn't talk about another leader, um, and she is ridiculously powerful yes in the particularly the mcu but in the marvel comic universe as well that brings it to my number two draft pick and this is where i I told you i am going outside the box with this team i wanted to go outside the box with this team and have a lot of fun going dr stephen strange oh good pick mr bleaker street himself he got some magic mysticism protector of realities dr stephen strange is the man and I'm not sure if he's going to be my leader, but he's definitely a guy who could lead depending on what they're going to fight. And I think when I announce this next pick, you're going to finally get where I'm going with this team. For the first pick outside of either Marvel or DC, I'm going with another one of my all-time favorite comic characters from Image Comics. I'm going with Al Simmons himself, Spawn. Oh, there you go. Protect nice, nice. Earth from the denizens of hell. That turns the corner and puts us into Ray Cash's third pick for his superhero team. Oh, Spawn's also got some muscle to him a little bit. He's a he's a he's a toughie. So Ray Cash to you. I okay. So you know, I have some people I want to wait to try to steal in the later rounds. So this makes this makes this one a little more difficult for me. You know what? I think I can. I think I can wait. So I'm going to pick, maybe not my favorite of this of this of these guys, but the uh, goat, Green Lantern. I'm going to pick Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan from the Green Lantern Corps. You're For the going. Record, I wanted to pick Kyle Rayner because he's the only one that was able to control all the lights at the same time. But that was one time. Hal Jordan's been the goat forever. Oh, come on, and two more picks into, till and I he turns into the Spectre Ray. So I mean, yeah, two more as far picks as OP my way, goes. Split up my, my dynasty. Come on now, let him fall. Let him fall. Excellent, excellent. Another one of the great, you know, original heroes. One of those you talk about OGs. You looking a little cosmic with your team, Ray? I like that. A little, a little, a little bit, bit of a cosmic force. Christopher yeah. Platt. You've got Superman. You've got Wolverine. Who is your third pick in the draft? You know, I was going to try to, I'm just going to get, I'm just going to do it because I, I was going to, I'm thinking that this woman would fall to me in the later rounds, but I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and snatch her up right now because I think she's that valuable. I got my leader. I got my Russell Westbrook. I got my shooter. I feel like I could do somebody that with her. That seems like that would come in handy on this particular team. Storm. Swear to God, that's who I was going to pick instead of Hal Jordan. And I was thinking I could steal her in the fourth round. Yeah, me too. But that's what I said. Like, I need to just snatch her up while she's still here. Yeah. Fantastic. Other X Men off of the board. Excellent pick. Uh, someone that we didn't give a lot of love. Like, I don't think any of us had, us, had her on our hero list. Um, but she's oh, no, one. Of, she's one of the greats. Yeah, she is one of the greats. Um, 
been a queen. Christopher Platt appears to have frozen a little bit. That Ohio. I'm building a. I'm I'm building a team, bro. Like I'm literally like trying to build a literal team, just not people I like or who I think is the best heroes or nothing like that. I'm trying to build a cohesive oh, unit. I'm, you know, I'm building a cohesive unit as well. It's just mine's a little out there, and that's gonna turn it. Dave, it's your turn. You've got the Incredible Hulk. You've got Wonder Woman. Tony thinks he's got something here. Are you gonna snake it? Who you got? Well, I think at this point I do need my team leader. And I'm going to take Captain America at number three. Eve Rogers. Surprising fall to the third round. I was anticipating a little bit or a great value pick. Fantastic. You get to lowball him on the contract signing. It's going to be great. Get him that league minimum. I can do this all day, guys. You go. (laughs) I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Pull the strap on the shield. Tunny. You've been excited about this. Does the excitement continue? You're making your third pick, and then we're going into a commercial break. So, Yeah, I'm going to end the third round with Cyborg. Oh, okay. All right, very nice. Now, does that stem a lot from just a lot of what you said? I didn't think he'd be left for the last pick of the draft because I picked two in a row now, and I don't pick till the end. So I had to grab him. We're back in on the Intel side. We have everything going at once. A great addition to Iron Man and a lot of knowledge for Flash to be able to pre-receive uh, information as he moves along so fast. So definitely someone that can cope with your Hulk and your Superman and your Wonder Woman along with the team around him. A distraction from Flash, Iron Man leadership. Excellent. Excellent. Wonderful picks, by the way, guys. I'm loving where this is going. I'm I'm genuinely surprised, actually. Like, I wasn't sure how this would go so far, but I kind of love you guys uh, throwing me some curveballs as to how this is going. I, I wasn't sure, so I'm very excited. I'm happy this is going so well. Uh, we're going to finish up the draft when we get on the back end uh, of our second commercial break. Before we head over to the recorded commercial, it is, of course, my duty to remind you that if you love – what we do over here on the chair shot radio network to head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and get a shirt. We have all kinds of shirts for folks to pick up over 20 different designs, everything from the OG chair shot logo to shirts representing shows like this very show you're listening to here, bandwagon nerds to sayings from other shows like hashtag journalism. Jesus did the job. Things like that. Everybody hates Greg. All of those shirts are there. And it really helps us keep going. We bring we bring you quality content every single day. It's the best way you can support us. As Greg likes to say, running a website ain't cheap. And this is the best way to support us. So again, that website is Pro Wrestling Tees forward slash the chair shot. As Christopher Platt likes to say, please and thank you. Thank you and please. When we come back. The second half of our Bandwagon Nerds Superhero Team Draft coming your way. You're listening to Bandwagon Nerds on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, welcome back, PC Tutty. 
during that commercial break pointed out something really good. Everybody during the commercial break, their gears were turning as they were trying <laughs> to figure out who's going to be next, who might one of their peers pick as they try to protect their roster and build the best team possible. And the next guy who has an opportunity to add to his team with the fourth pick in the superhero team draft, the bandwagon nerd superhero team draft is one PC Tony. So you've got Iron Man, the Flash, Cyborg, a lot of tech floating around with this team. A lot of a lot of tech, good stuff. Who you got for your fourth pick in the draft? So I know we can go outside of the comic world of DC and Marvel. So I need to make this team a little bit more, how do you say, unimpregnable. So why don't we draft over Invincible? Oh, yes. Very nice. Excellent pick. pick. Real quick, Platt, have you watched that show? I have not yet. No, I haven't. You need to Get watch that. It. it is the it is the animated version of the boys to a certain extent, along with um, kind of like Jupiter's Legacy. Get out, man! It's on the it's on the watch list. I just haven't made it to it yet because I've been on a Night Rider kick the past month. So. Yeah. Amber's done. I guarantee you, if you watch the first episode sometime today, you'll be done before the sun sets 30, tomorrow. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like 35 minute episodes. It's, like it's, it's, it's good it's stuff. It's, 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 it's watch. crazy. It's good. So apparently, I need to watch it so I can come back on. I mean, there's a standing are, invitation. We already reviewed it. Yeah, we already did that. That's true. Season two. But next one. Okay, cool. What did we already review? Invincible? Invincible. We did? When? Well, we, we didn't, never, we didn't we review it. Uh, we we just, didn't review the show. We just talked about it ad nauseum on this show. We right. didn't do like a full episode by episode review. So, all right. Excellent, excellent pick. Dave, it is to your fourth round pick. Who you got joining your team? I think, uh, Mr. O'Dowd, you're going to like this pick because I think I need a, a doctor of the mystical arts myself, somebody to oh. counter some of the stuff that Dr. Strange is going to throw out there. So I'm picking Dr. Fate. All right. All right. Ooh. The inspiration for Dr. Strange is Dr. Fate was first. Which Dr. Fate? Because there's been like eight of them. Can't the, the OG? Yeah, the OG guy. Sure. Kanger. <laughs> that guy. The first one. Patrick O'Dowd exposing Dave's lack of nerddom there. I don't remember like, the names you know, of all which three Which one, of man? Which one? You don't know, then you can't pick him. All right. Actually, yes. One of the great superpowers within the DC universe. Christopher Platt, your turn for your number four. So I need some money. I need some intelligence. I need somebody that, if something happens to Clark, can also step in and be a leader as well. Plus, this individual has history with somebody that's already on my team, so there's always there are there's already a natural chemistry there. So I'm going to Chala. I'm going Black Panther. All right. Plus, you bring in all the tech from Wakanda. Plus, hey. I bring in all the tech from Wakanda. All right. He didn't do a great job of leading shit in um in Infinity Wars. Like the the best thing he did was run the forty yard dash and beat Cap. He didn't do the best job, but that's why we got Clark there. 
you know. Yeah, that was in in fairness, he had colon cancer at the time, so. Very hard to say. Wow. I'm talking about the character, not the man, Pat. I, I've, decided that's, I, I've decided that in, in canon for the MCU, he went down to colon cancer, too. Mr. Not Top Ten over there. Here we go. Here we go. I knew he was an honorable mention. And on that note, as Tony stirs the pot, Ray, your fourth pick in your superhero draft. It looks like you're doing research. Are you making some phone calls to some agents? What do we got here? I'm between two people, but I want to go te- te- uh, telekinetic. Okay. Don't do and it. And I... I'm going to vote no. We're going to have a vote if you do it. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I'm going to go because she's more trustworthy. Uh, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. A.K.A. the Phoenix. Oh. All right. I was, now, the only thing was, I will say, Ray, she, no. is that she can never turn into Dark Phoenix on your team. She won't. But okay. again, look at the contingencies I have. I have the best space cop in history. I got Captain Marvel and I got Batman who will be prepared for it. You son of a bitch, man. I thought I could steal her late in the draft. I'll I'll, I'll trade you, Gene, for, for Storm. Are we going to do trades now, too? <laughs> That, that's that's an interesting proposal. Okay, with trades, I, we if you guys want to make trades, I gotta I gotta make some changes on my list. But <laughs> no, we, well, can, we, can. Uh, yeah, we can. We conditional pick in the in the twenty twenty two draft. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what's going on. So okay, so it's my turn now. It's clear that I'm going with the mystic arts, with mysticism and hell and demons and there's a man in the dc universe that lives fighting those demons reluctantly but he does it i'm going dc i'm going john constantine to join my team (laughs) coming out of left field man i told you this was out of the box and i'm gonna stay out of the box with my fifth big Because this this team has a lot of magic, right? It's got a lot of magic, got a little bit of muscle. I need some technology. And like Platt said, I'm going to need a little bit of money too. So I'm going to go back to the Marvel Universe, and I'm going to pick Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four, the yep. smartest man in all of Marvel with the unlimited yep. resources of the Baxter building. Reed Richards is my – and he can also lead as well – he is my fifth pick in this superhero team draft. And with that, I hand it back to Ray Cash. I promise you, this was not, this is not because you just picked that pick. This was always done for my fifth pick. Okay. But when you think of Ray Richards, who else you think of? Sue Storm, yo. That's who we got up here. Or the thing. You think of Ben Grimm. I need a tank, I need some strength. And I need a soldier. I'm gonna go with Ben Grimm, aka. Are you taking the Michael Chiklis thing? That's the only. That's the only one that was decent. I sure as hell didn't take in the one with uh, Miles Teller and those guys. Cartoon, cartoons, <laughs> it's clubbering time. I'm picking CM Punk to think. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> oh, no, no. Phil Brooks as the thing. 
Look uh, in my eyes. It might be an improvement. It might be an improvement. The cult of personality. I know your anger. He can throw pipe bombs. So, Ray, we were doing so well with keeping this show on the rails. I don't know. Man, and, then you let, and then you did that. That's all you. You oh. unleashed Christopher Platt. Now I got to unleash Christopher Platt because it's time for his fifth pick in his superhero draft. Who you got? Who are you picking? Is this my last pick? Nope. You got one more after this. I got one more. Okay, cool. I got my God. I and got my wild card. I got my weather yes, manipulator. I got my money and intelligence. You know what? I'm going to go Thor here. Oh, yeah. the God of Thunder himself. Terrific pick. Big time value pick. An original yes. Avenger. Stunned. The fans in the stands for Team Platt are going crazy. They're like the New York Jets fans when they actually get a good pick. Oh, I just kidding. That never happened. Yeah. Is, I think is my Thorson, team is shit on y'all teams. I'm not going to lie. Is and Thor sitting the, in the stands like Nikola Jokic? <laughs> 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 Just comes walking down like, oh, I got picked. All right. <laughs> in shape, Thor, we're going to have to get him a dietitian. We're going to have to get him a life coach. We're going to have to get him a personal trader. But he's worth it. The yeah, value that we can get. Forget Jokic, he's looking like Mac Jones getting picked by the Patriots. They're <laughs> I mean, look at look at Platt's team. He's he's got like, he made Tom Brady look ripped from his fucking rookie pictures, man. That dude. Yeah. Like you need a chef, not boy RD, bro. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, All my, right, my Dave. This pick is a chef from South Park. No, I'm Sweet. Just I'm just uh, <laughs> Hello, Jordan. Dave, you're, you're pick number five. So looking at Chris's team, I was I was not sure who I was going to pick at number five. But when you got a team facing you with Superman and Thor on the other end, and I got Hulk and Wonder Woman, I, I'm going to go for something to kind of overpower this other team. And well, wait, wait, hold on, Dave. Why are you thinking these superhero teams are fighting each other? Like what? What dark universe are you living in, man? The reality universe, where if you put these teams out there, people are going to want to fight each yeah. other. Where um, we completely ignore copyright and tell all of right. the comic book makers to that's fuck right. off as we write Somebody our needs... own better comic book with all of their heroes fighting secret, each other. Secret it, it, Wars, it, 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 the real secret. This is what this is going to fucking be. Um, oh, it's, it, it's, it's, it's not a competition, but my team is whipping y'all team's asses. I'm not it's, saying. All I'm right. Well, I'm about, to, I'm about to alter that because my number five pick is the oh. Silver Surfer. Well played, Dave. Got the power Thank cosmic you, now. Very nice, Tony. I guess that that, that silent. Everybody went oh, and then everybody starts. Everybody's taking notes. Everybody's like writing their shit down. It's so funny. <laughs> Except for Tony. Tony's got nothing. But it is your time. It's time for you to to do your fifth and then turn the quarter for the sixth pick and wrap your draft up, sir. So I get to solidify my team here. We got Flash. We got Iron Man uh, um, in the third and fourth rounds. We went with Cyborg, and uh, remind me, who who else do I have? Invincible. God damn it. Invincible, perfect. Invincible. Excellent, yep. So we got a lot of tech, we got a lot of power, we got a lot of brain power, we got leadership in multiple levels. We need some magic. So I'm going to take the Scarlet Witch, Wanda Maximoff. All right. 
Is he a hero, though? He very much. Absolutely. A troubled troubled hero, but a hero all the same. But now we're going to solidify our team with vision. Thank you. Good night. That's You're all fucked. That's smart. Have fun, everybody. The rest of the draft don't matter. Point. I win. Peace out. Uh, I love yeah, the, I love the late. Well the team. All right. What a banger wow. choice for the first pick of the sixth round. Dave, you got to follow that. How are you wrapping your team up, sir? Well, looking at my team, they're plenty powerful. I got probably one of, if not the best leader on the team with all deference to Batman. I got my magic. I think I need some money too. I think I need some money too. Like you guys have all got money guys. I'm going to take a uh, green arrow, Oliver queen at number six. Good call. He, I almost took him, but I had to go with vision when I took Scarlet, Witch. great pick can, Dave. Can you got to lead an all in one. Can I say I take umbrage with the fact that arrows picked over Hawkeye. Just for the record, I take umbrage with that. Hawkeye's got no money. It's true. Hawkeye, you know of. Hawkeye's a slut. He has no morals. Show me, show me the comic where Hawkeye has money, Ray, and I will gladly change that pick for you. He got enough did, money did, to, whoa, whoa. to he doesn't have like, Oliver's uh, money. Uh, did Tony really just yep. say Hawkeye was the slut in in comparison to Green Arrow? Like that's really, no. really. They're they are both keep, the man horse of their respective universes. Keep yes. it a bug, Chris. Hawkeye is one of the biggest sluts in all the comics. <laughs> if you actually read. Keep it. I mean, up. but it's not like Green Arrow is is a prude in this melon farmer. I'm not saying. No, I'm just saying. Green Arrow is just Grayson has a bigger man whore, but that's well, just Dick, me. Dick Grayson's the biggest, but but Green I mean, Arrow's is the is man's name is with literally Dick, like like <laughs> literally Dick. Platt, wrap up your team, sir, with your pick for the sixth round. What do you got, sir? Oh shit, this is hard, man. This that's, is super hard. That's what she said. Pat, is that where you're going? That's what I said. Uh, Magneto, we can't count him as a hero, can we? Okay. Oh, I mean, apparently, too. I, I, I don't know. He has. He's never been a good guy for the sake of being a good guy. It's always been for his game to get back over on the other. Good Let's guys. put it this way. If you appeared uh, on our villain project list anywhere, you're excluded from this. Oh, I almost put him on my hero project list. True story. I was buying for time, by the way. <laughs> well done. <laughs> is Thanos a hero? Can can we talk about that? Oh, sorry, Chris. Thanos is trash. That's what Thanos is. Thanos is a hero only in the TVA where those infinity stones are useless. You know what? I I I think I know where I'm going here. We need a, a another lady on the team to boost morale, even though nobody can fuck her, with the possible exception of Superman. But she's super powerful, and that shit's gonna come in handy. I'm going rogue. All right. Well, there's one person out there that's undrafted that is such a fucking power that I can't believe hasn't been drafted yet. We'll see. I'd like to do four free agent pickups when we're done here. So that that, that oh road pick met with crickets. I, I thought that Someone would be out there that on the level of almost no, all man, the top I, people. I was still yet. trying to contemplate whether Superman could fuck her and get away with it, and I'm thinking probably not. Me too. I'm I'm still contemplating that as well. I'd just, like to just, see. I, I love that. That is my side. 
Have my side in the sun. <sighs> Touche. That's true. That's true. Hey. All right. Anyway, sex with Rogue notwithstanding, Ray Cash, wrap <laughs> up your team. Okay. Title so, for this episode. Yeah, yeah it is. No, so it's a very boring, typical Patrick O'Dowd title of an episode. So I, I, I have a wild card in mind, but I'm going to put that to the side and make the smart pick. Yeah, I know who you're picking. She's left. You I had, no, it's not Hawkeye. It's not Hawkeye. It's not Hawkeye. No, I said she's left. You got to take her. I'm not picking. No, nah, no, 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 no. Oh, I have domain over all of Earth. I have domain over space. My God, you taking one place I don't have domain over. Really? That's what you're doing? I'm picking the Aquaman, Arthur Curry. I am untouchable. Smart. Thank you. Right? You can't touch me anywhere. Yeah, I can't argue that pick at all. I mean, for as much malice as, as he receives. We have done a lot of work on the bandwagon defending Aquaman's honor. So here's the thing about my team. Because I put my team together with a very specific type of focus in mind, it does sort of limit me in where I can go with my final pick. You know, if I'm wanting to stick with the theme, I am going to go back to the DC universe. You're going to uh, do it. You're smart. You need it. Yeah, I don't think you I don't, I don't think um, you know who I'm picking. I think someone's um, going to get left out. That's that's really powerful. But I'm going to pick somebody that I, I really just only recently learned about um, because of PC Tunney and because of Ray Cash and pushing me. I want somebody with a lot of power and somebody with a lot of different powers. And somebody <laughs> that can be all over the place and do everything all at once. I'm picking from the Doom Patrol, Crazy Jane. Nice pick, dude. Six enter, sixty-eight powers. There's only one problem with that pick, Pat. There's only one problem with that pick. What's that? Peter Peter Parker's gonna fall in love with about three of those personalities. (laughs) (laughs) He's also gonna fall in love with, you know. Am I? Am I? Am I correct in in thinking in my head that Supergirl got on went unpicked? She did. Yeah, nobody. She's she's a she's a notable for her absence. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, let's. I mean, that's an interesting conversation. Ain't nobody fuck with care. Well, and here's the thing: is I was between two characters. I was between Crazy Jane and Itergan the Demon from DC. Because again, you got to like I had a theme in mind. Like the decision was um, just to a have dark. <laughs> basically, Justice League Dark, but with Spider Man as the leader. <laughs> no, no. Stephen Strange is the leader. Um, because real like Spider-Man is like the how the fuck did I end up in this guy? And he's the one who he's the he's the glue guy. He's the one who holds it out. So here are our teams for the first ever bandwagon nerds superhero team draft. My team, you know, as Ray pointed out, uh, a Justice League dark sort of team. Uh, Spider-Man was my pick in the first round. Stephen Strange, number two, spawn. John Constantine, number four, Reed Richards, and Crazy Jane wrapping up my group for Ray. Reed's going to have his hands full with that team, man. That's all I got to (laughs) say. Yep, but he's there to make shit. Um, Ray led off with Batman, followed by Captain Marvel, Hal Jordan, Jean Grey, The Thing, and Aquaman. Christopher Platt picked Superman first, followed by Wolverine, Storm, then Black Panther, Thor, and Rogue. Yeah, Dave? I'm, my, my, my team is killing y'all teams, man. 
Dave led off with the Incredible Hulk, Wonder Woman, followed by Captain America, Dr. Fate, Silver Surfer, and Green Arrow. Dave's got a low-key ridiculous team sitting there, like guys that, I don't know, I think he could take you, Platt. And then Tawny wraps it all up with Iron Man, The Flash, Cyborg, Invincible, Scarlet Witch, and The Vision. A lot of power there as well. Well done, gentlemen. That is going to do it for our first ever Bandwagon Nerds draft. How do, how do, how are you feeling? I got free agent waivers in on Supergirl, Cisco Ramon, and Killer Frost, BT Dubs. The, the person who I was going to pick other than Aquaman was actually Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool. Yeah. I had a different team in mind <laughs> for, for doing a Deadpool. Most entertaining. Duray. I got two gods. I got two gods. I got a wild card. I got somebody that can manipulate the weather and somebody that can well, kill Platt, you by Platt, touching Platt, you them. Like, you got Mike, so you're in the game regardless. You got Mike. You're in the game regardless. Yeah, hey. a shot at nah, there's some there's some good shot at I, I'm just looking at the teams are all great. The Tony talks about free agents, people who went undrafted, who are kind of surprised. Martian Manhunter, Nightwing, um, oh, stuff like that. Yeah, Hawk, Hawkeye, like Ray was saying, uh, Black Widow. You know, I'm looking at people like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, there there's there's some good picks that that didn't take place. You know, so that's that's. I, I have I have one question. If I would have picked Luke Skywalker, would I have been shot down? Uh, uh, he's so, a movie first. Well, let's okay. let's go around the horn. Would that would Luke Skywalker have been allowed? I will start the proceedings with no. Dave, I would say yeah. I would probably Chris, say yeah. yes because he was in the Hero Project in a few places. Got to be a majority. Two to two is goes down. Yeah. So yeah, that's fine. But but Patrick no. made the best point. He is a comic hero, but he was a movie hero first. So I'm, I'm hey, fine with that. Hey, who would you have picked, Patrick, if uh, Star Wars is involved? Like if Star Wars is involved? Because uh, he's easily the most powerful character R2 in the Star D2, Wars. R2-D2, baby. R2-D2. That was all his shit. Fuck all y'all's force. R2's got the answers. Anyway, I had a lot of fun with this, guys. I hope you did, too. Uh, fans, I hope you enjoyed listening to it. I just really impressed these guys use their heads because that's what we do here at the Chair Shot and the Chair Shot Radio Network. We always use our head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Is mayonnaise an instrument? What a go jellyfishing? What am I supposed to do all day while you're at school? Can I use your bathroom? Who's your friend? What does claustrophobic mean? <laughs> you know what the problem is? I love Christopher Platt's face because you haven't been on the show since with me since we added the Patrick from SpongeBob. Patrick O'Dowd has a question in entrance music. So he was like, the fuck is this? Like it was, I was outstanding. So. This question requires a story. So I'm going to tell a little bit of a story before before we get into Patrick O'Dowd's question for, for this week's show. Every 4th of July, we're recording this on the 4th of July, I watch the movie The Sandlot uh, because I love the 4th of July scene with the fireworks. And, I love, and baseball is my favorite sport in the entire world. And uh, the little O'Dowd, he, he doesn't really care for the movie too, too much. He's not a big baseball kid, but he loves – the moment the ball gets hit into Mr. Myrtle's yard and the kids trying to figure out how to get the ball. And he will watch it from that point 
all the way through to the chase scene or to the end. He'll watch the whole thing all the way through to the end. And this year, as we were watching it, they get to they get to the part where Benny and um, the narrator are in the in Mr. Myrtle's house looking at all the paraphernalia. And he sees the picture with him and Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. And he's like, oh, they played baseball together. Tony, yes. Memorabilia, not paraphernalia. Oh, yeah. Mer- paraphernalia is what Chris Platt has. Paraphernalia. Big, big difference. <laughs> big difference. <laughs> big difference. Very funny part of the show, though. I Thank was going to say you. that Mellon Farmer is blind. He got some paraphernalia along with his memorabilia. As it is. memorabilia. Thank you for the word police visiting the bandwagon today. So they're looking through all this memorabilia. They come upon the photo of, you know, the James Earl Jones character with Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig and Connor, uh, the little O'Dowd, I, his name is out there. Um, he's like, oh, they played baseball together. I was like, well, no, they didn't. At least not the way you're thinking. It was like, he couldn't. And it actually led to a pretty good conversation where I was able to explain to him about barnstorming and the Negro leagues and, you know, just, you know, James Earl Jones character has a line where he's like, I would have broken his record too. Uh, and they were like, because he went blind. I was like, no, it's because he was black and wasn't allowed to play major league baseball. So the record wouldn't have ever counted, but it led to explaining to him the Negro leagues. And I was like, some of the greatest players ever were never seen on a major league ballpark in a major league ballpark because we were segregated until the late forties when Jackie Robinson came along and was brought and black people were brought back to major league baseball. And that leads me to my question today, because I was like, there were so many people that because I love baseball and the history of the sport, I just wish, I think it would have been amazing to see play live. And so for the four of you, Take a moment. I'll give you my answer to this question first. What ball player or players, because I have four listed, from the past, do you wish you could have seen play live? Are and so, sticking with baseball? I, I don't care what sport it is. Um, I'll go around the horn. I'm going to give you my four first um, of what I got. But I, I my four are all baseball players because I was watching a baseball mu- movie. Uh, the first is my favorite player of all time who I never saw play. And that was Stan Musial, greatest Cardinal who ever lived. Um, one of the, if he played in Boston or New York, we would talk about him in the same breath as we do Mickey Mantle. And that is, that is my straight up argument. His stats are, are amongst the greatest of all time. Uh, my number two was Satchel Page one of the greatest characters and talented men to play baseball. He revolutionized pitching and major league baseball without really playing until he was in his forties. And that's only if you believe how old he said he was, Um, (laughs) but because of his hesitation pitch, we invented the windup rule. Like it's crazy. What Satchel page he, and he's a legend. Like, it's just legendary, the things he can do. Um, I mean, uh, just real yeah, quick, man. You know, his one of his uh, famous quotes was, you know, age is mind over matter. If you don't mind, it don't matter. Legitimately, <laughs> <And laughs> he, he played in a Major League Baseball game in his 60s so that he was able to collect money for his retirement from the Players Union. It's it's uh, He's an amazing story. And if you ever want to read a good biography – 
the Satchel Page biography by Larry Ty is terrific. It's a great, great book, and I highly recommend it. Um, number three was my dad's hero growing up in Major League Baseball, and another man who changed the rules of baseball because of how good he was. That's Bob Gibson. And then finally, for my money, the greatest arm in the history of baseball in terms of outfielders, Roberto Clemente. Uh he he could throw you you watch footage of him throwing a ball and he could hit too uh without a doubt but him playing defense and throwing somebody out from right field it's poetry um and to see something like that live uh i get chills just thinking about that idea uh of just him and his arm and how good he was and again i think underappreciated for the talent that he was so those are those are four uh, who wants to go first? Anybody want to go first? Yes, I would right. like to go, and I'll give you guys time to to think about it. Um, number one, I would go Josh Gibson, who was basically the black Babe Ruth of that era. Speaking of which, Babe Ruth, because he's fucking Babe Ruth, right? And <laughs> And if we're going outside of baseball, I would go Jim Brown. Because I, I think that the the list of greatest football players of all time, it's Jim Brown and it's Jerry Rice in, in some configuration. They're 1-1-8. One one like, I, I don't even think there's anybody else in the conversation. Those are the two greatest. And fourth, even though I've gone back and watched a lot of his fights, just to be in that era, in that space with Muhammad Ali, yeah, I would go there. So those are my four. Excellent list. Tony, you, you said you had your list. Yeah, I will I will kind of mix it in a little bit. I'll give you a couple things I've had the pleasure of watching. I Alan Iverson, watching him in person, a friend of mine whose dad was connected to whoever got front row seats and he couldn't go. So me and him went, me and my buddy went, and we sat front row as Alan Iverson scored 60 points against the Milwaukee Bucks. And it looked like he just floated past everybody down the court dude was so fast and amazing it's the most impressive athletic performance i've ever seen that close and in person alvin iverson was amazing um i've gone to packer games and seen barry sanders play and talk about watching someone that's amazing right like the guy would run backwards for 25 yards laterally illaterally and then get a 30 yard gain he was he was just phenomenal um, now I'll go to two people I wish I could go along with and see. I'd love to see Jack versus Arnie at some of the big majors in the 60s and 70s with the people that were out there as a golf fan, right? Having witnessed what Tiger did and everything else. And then on the boxing side of the game, yeah, Chris, uh, maybe just to be there um, when when Ali, Bumbaye, you know, takes down uh, George, George Foreman. Foreman. Yeah. So uh, oh, that would have been an amazing thing to witness as well. So that would be my five. Yeah. No, just real quick, man. I apologize, y'all. But honorable mention to Dr. J. Julius Irvin, because if you all, you know, our, our fathers and our uncles and stuff like that, like how we view Jordan, their Jordan was either Elgin Baylor or Julius Irving. Go ahead, Ray. Yeah. Okay, so I had four, but you guys mentioned two very, very um, perfectly. But Satchel Page and Josh Gibson, you guys think people hit home runs now? Go watch Josh Gibson. Go look up what he was doing. 
And Satchel Page may be the best pitcher of all time. But I'm going to give you two outside of the box. First, I'm going to give you in basketball, I'm going to give you Pistol Pete Maravich. Let's the things that guy could do on the basketball court. My God. Like, you he's know. Greatest, uh, greatest college basketball player ever. He's what, he's what y'all think uh, old boy in Dallas is. That's what Pete actually that. is. Nobody's comparing him to, man. Oh, my goodness. I did. I did. Okay. But <laughs> you give guys, me the flowers back, Luca. <laughs> we didn't took we didn't took the comparison of Luca to Dirk and Luca to Blair Burton and put it to the seventies now to Pistol Pete apparently. Um, <laughs> but my 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 last one I want to say is you guys picked Muhammad Ali and that's a fantastic pick for the showmanship. But in terms of just talent, you ever heard of a boxer named Jack Johnson? No, I never. Of course. Jack, and that was more for the people at home, but. Jack Johnson was the world heavyweight championship in the era where they wouldn't let black people for the title. He chased the world champion to three continents trying to get even Gal was down the road from where I from where I live. I would have loved to have seen Jack Johnson get a fair shake in this and, and mind you, he's fighting bare knuckle in the sun in 15 round fights. That man is an anomaly. That's a that's a he great also, help. Shout out to shout out to Joe Lewis as well. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. greatest boxer forever as well. Yeah. Jack, Jack Johnson, or yeah, he also invented the the monkey wrench when he was in prison. He was in prison for That's some right. bullshit, but he invented the monkey wrench. And you know, because he's right. black, they had to throw some call bullshit on there, which is why they call it the monkey wrench. You know. Yep. That's 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 history. On on, I know this is July Fourth weekend. On this weekend, that's history. You guys should know. Yeah. All right, Dave. So wrap it up. For me, um, I'll just kind of stick to the big four sports uh, leagues. You know, uh, Tony mentioned Barry Sanders, so I'll bypass him and say Walter Payton. I would have loved to have seen him live and in person, uh, one of the greatest of all time. Uh, on hockey, I never got to see Wayne Gretzky play live, and I can't imagine anybody better to watch live than Gretzky. Um, or- yeah, basket, basketball would have been Jordan. I would have loved to see Michael Jordan play live, knowing what I know now. And I never, I mean, I live fucking up the street. I never got to see Kobe play. Well, I take that back. I did get, he would play an exhibition game. The Lakers came up here to, to Bakersfield to play the Wizards in an exhibition game. So I did see him briefly. Um, How convenient that was. Huh? How convenient that was for you with the Wizards. That, yeah, the Wizards, Lakers in Bakersfield in an exhibition game. That was fun. Um Baseball, I I would have liked to have seen Babe Ruth. I, I really want to see what this guy was all about. You know, a lot of people think he's overrated. I would like to have seen him personally to see just how good this guy actually was. And if I could go back in time, and you guys are talking boxing, if there's like one boxing match I could go back in time and be live at, let me be at that first Sugar Ray Leonard Thomas Hearns fight. I would have loved oh. to have been at that one, especially as a big Ray Leonard fan as I am. That would have been. Excellent. Honorable mention, uh, Willie Mays. Absolutely. It's, it's so hard for me for, for baseball because there's just so many so many players out there. Like, who do you leave off that – like, if I, if I could have watched baseball in the 60s, uh, like, like that, that's my wheelhouse. That is, the, in my opinion, it's the golden age of baseball. You had this flood of talent. Every team was good. Like even a bad team was a good team back then. Uh, it was just so 
amazing. A um, couple of other honorable mentions from other sports. Um, while I was alive and saw him play on television, uh, seeing Magic Johnson play live and in person would have been something I would have loved to have seen. Uh, football, you guys mentioned Walter Payton, of course. I would have loved to have seen those um, – San Francisco 49er teams from the eighties with, you know, with Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Roger Craig, uh, those players, they were so good. Ronnie Lott as a safety, just, just ridiculous, ridiculous talent and teams. Um, and then for, for hockey. Yeah. Uh, Wayne Gretzky, the, the Michael Jordan of hockey, like without question and just was amazingly good for so long. And, you know, I just that was never something I ever was going to have an opportunity to see. So, I, I mean, we could do this all day. Um, there's probably, you know, so, so much rich history in sports. Uh, but it was just something that, like I said, it came up spending time with my kid this morning watching one of my favorite movies on the 4th of July and thought it'd be something fun to hear from you all. So, thank you all very much for sharing. Um, Ray, what you got? I just want to say I got one more uh, random one. Because a lot right. of y'all picked a lot of popular people. Fernando Valenzuela. I would have loved to have seen that guy pitch. That I would have gotten so Mania. Yes. That would have been so fun. Yes. I would have guy that was right-handed, got cut, went back and taught himself how to throw left-handed and became basically a Hall of Famer. Talent. By the way, did you all know that Fernando Valenzuela breathes through his eyelids? Like the lava lizards and the colorful skylines? I did not know that. No. What's, no. What's, no. 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 What's the punchline? You know, no Bull Durham fans? Seriously, you guys oh, are not? Oh, that, ah, that is right. That is from well done, Patrick. He breathes so. through his eyelids. He breathes through his eyelids. All right. Excellent, excellent sharing, everyone. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Bandwagoners. Before we go, let's go around the horn, remind everybody where they can find you out there on the socials. This week, we will start with PC Tunney. Yes, sir. Uh, one recommendation for all of you food lovers. That's right, Wolfgang Puck. There's a documentary on his life on Disney Plus, and it is excellent. You can find me at PC on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you to everybody listening to the Chair Shot Radio Network on all of your favorite streaming platforms. Lawyer David Ungar. I'm just gonna say, if if cooking was a competition sport, Tony would want to see Wolfgang Puck live. I'm in. That's I'm that's, in. Uh, that's all I gotta say, man. He's my guy. Ramsey's my guy. <laughs> Ramsey's my guy. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A G G, and on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. Special guest star Christopher Platt. I'm a simply mean guy myself. I love that guy. If we talk about chefs, but uh, <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt. Always, it's an honor, privilege, and pleasure to be on this show, chopping up with you guys, man. Every time you invite me on, I'm here, and I enjoy it. So thank y'all for having me on, seriously. But is, more importantly... Is there a chef that specializes in turkey, though, for you? So you Because you don't do pork with anything that, you know, the, the taste good meat, you don't do it. I don't I know why. No Platt was Jewish. Shut the yeah. fuck up! I was going into the goddamn promo! Oh, is that what it's like when you're trying to make a segue and you get interrupted? Huh. Shut up. So Anywho. Anyway, as we try to wrap okay, the show, fine. gentlemen, Mr. Platt, continue. Thank you. If you appreciate the content that we provide day in and day out here at The Chair Shot, the best way to make sure we keep providing that content day in and day out here at The Chair Shot is by supporting the movement by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot and picking up an official 
chair shot t-shirt we literally have something for everyone and i guarantee if you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot by going to prowrestlingtees forward slash the chair shot you are going to find something that you absolutely love at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot remember the chair shot.com we're not just a website we're a movement and everybody that was talking shit and pointing and gesticulating while I was cutting that promo. Well, you can blow me. I got a dick and two balls, and each one of y'all, except for Patrick, is invited to one. So pick what you like. Pick your favorite, folks. Pick your favorite. Boy, howdy. Uh, wow. Ray, no, 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 no. Ray, you're all done talking except for Ray Cash to tell everybody how you can be followed on Twitter. No I more. I think that's the name of the podcast, Boy, howdy. Um, go check out Summer of Soul by Questlove on Hulu. It's a fantastic show, fantastic movie. Um, check it out. I'm at Ray Cash, R I Y as Mysterio, C A S H as in dollars. Um, happy fourth, and more importantly, happy fifth. I don't know why it's important. <laughs> and this is one exasperated Patrick O'Dowd Usa? telling you all. The- you want to say Usa? Can I just tell everybody promo code USA uh-huh. to save twenty percent at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the share shop? This is you. Well, this is an ass. This is a fucking A, guys. Come on, get it together. Yeah, but you didn't have to say promo code. Oh, for fuck's sake! Oh, shut, up, shut up! 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 Yeah, we did oh, it. Shut we did it. it. We did it. it. Mission accomplished. So promo code USA on the ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shop will get you twenty percent off an order. Oh, this is an exasperated Patrick O'Dowd. It's the fifth problem now to be active. Muted. I am not sure that by July 5th, whether or not the code will be active. Anyway, you can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S. I hate you guys so much. (laughs) We love you, brother. (laughs) At Wrestling Realist, that is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can also follow the show at Bandwagon Nerds, at Bandwagon Nerds, just like it's spelled. That's going to do it for one exhausting wrap-up of a Bandwagon Nerds. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Had a lot of fun with the Superhero Draft. We'll catch you next week. Now get yourself out of the basement, get some sun, fire off those old fireworks you didn't fire off last night responsibly. Don't set the West Coast on fire and don't scare any dogs. You've been listening to Bandwagon Nerds on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com. I butt chug salt water all the time. I stopped that before you got Damn there. It. It was gold, Jerry. It was gold. Sons of bitches. Be called round. Don't worry. Don't worry. You did you. Don't worry. I record. I recorded it. Got it. Yeah. You guys have a nice fourth. (laughs) Have you heard about the lost loser?
Previously on Peter Screws the Pooch, I tell you to stay away from this. Instead, you hacked a multi-million dollar suit so you could sneak around behind my back doing the one thing I told you not to do. Is everyone okay? No thanks to you. No thanks to me? Those weapons were out there and I tried to tell you about it, but you didn't listen. None of this would have happened if you had just listened to me. If you even cared, you'd actually be here. I did listen, kid. Who do you think called the FBI, huh? Do you know that I was the only one who believed in you? Everyone else said I was crazy to recruit a 14-year-old kid. I'm 15. No, this is where you zip it, all right? The adult is talking. What if somebody had died tonight? Different story, right? Because that's on you. And if you died, I feel like that's on me. I don't need that on my conscience. Yes, sir. I'm yes. Sorry. I'm sorry. I, sorry doesn't matter. I understand. I just, I just wanted to be like you. And I wanted you to be better. About a minute. What do you want? You made contingency plans to stop everybody in the League just in case any one of us ever went bad. My contingencies were intended to immobilize, not kill. But Savage came up with a plan to bury you. I assume so. It wasn't one of mine. Was that it? With all that talk about unchecked power, you're still so arrogant you didn't bother to come up with a plan to stop yourself? I do have a plan. It's called the Justice League. Just wanted to be sure. What is it? If the League ever did go over to the wrong side, I want there to be somebody I can trust to keep the planet safe. Even from me.